Welcome to the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Foresight. At Foresight, we are cultivating healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations. Thank you for tuning into today's podcast. Please enjoy the rest of our show. Hey, friends, welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Jenny Catron, founder and CEO of the Foresight Group, and glad you're with me today. I have been asking myself a question. It's a simple one. How are you doing? When's the last time you asked yourself that question? How are you doing? It's sometimes it's just important to check in. And I've realized with the busyness of this season that I just needed to check in. We uh, here at Foresight have been super busy. Of course, we had culture conference a couple of weeks ago. And uh, then we've been doing a lot of follow-up since then, which has been fantastic. But I just had to check in. How am I doing? Am I doing okay? What do I need? And I would encourage you to do the same. Every once in a while, we just need to make sure we are doing that for ourselves as leaders and then also asking that same question of our teams. But how are you doing? Simple, but really helpful question. So I encourage you, if you haven't done that lately, do it. Now, today, I want to give you another session from Culture Conference. Now, hopefully... You were one of the over 4,000 who were registered, watched the event, watched it on demand. Just some fantastic content from the conference, which by the way, the on-demand free access was going to be just through the end of August and we've actually extended it for two weeks. So at the time we're recording this, you still have a little bit of time to go get free on-demand access to the conference. So just go to getforesight.com watch and you can get access. So we'll, we'll put that in the show notes to make sure I have that right. But today, I want to actually play Ed Ali's session from Culture Conference. Now, Ed is the campus pastor of Willow Creek Community Church's North Shore campus. And Ed has served in a variety of different ministries and areas, just a remarkable leader. And he has a lot of perspective on change. And that's what his session is about. And I don't know about you. Actually, I do know about you. You've been dealing with a lot of change. We all have. And so I love this session from Ed because he talks about how does change impact a culture? He talks about the role of compassion for teams when it relates to culture. And he talks about how empathy is the window to trust. And so all of our teams are dealing with change. We are dealing with um, just overall fatigue, and therefore we're lacking compassion, and trust is waning because of just the myriad of things we're all dealing with. And so I love this talk from Ed because he has navigated some change. You'll get a little bit of that from his session, but he has some great insights for us as leaders in how change impacts a culture and how we can lead through that. So if you attended the conference, you've already watched it, listen again, because I promise you it is worth hearing multiple times. If you haven't had a chance to check out Culture Conference yet, this will give you just a great taste of some of the content that was a part of the event, and then hopefully you'll go check the rest of it out. Also, before we dig into this session from Ed, I want to make sure that you know about our culture workshop that is coming up on September 22nd and 23rd. We are doing a two-day workshop that basically takes our culture framework, the framework that we use if we were to come on site and help your team work through culture dynamics. You say to me, hey, Jenny, our culture 
it's taken a few hits. We need to really take a good look at what's going on with our culture, define those values that really need to be core to who we are as a team, describe the beliefs and the behaviors that reinforce those values, and then put that into a system and a process that helps shape our culture. In Culture Conference, I talked about that culture to engagement funnel. That's just one of the elements of our overall culture framework that we walk you through if we come and work with your team. Well, we've packaged all of that into a two-day workshop that is online, September 22nd and 23rd. And it's kind of the uh, deep dive into our culture framework. We basically give you the whole package, walk you through it so that you can do that implementation with your team. And so if you've been recognizing, you know what, our team's just a bit misaligned. We're just not achieving our mission in the way we hope for. We're struggling to get momentum as a team. And uh, you're recognizing that things are just not quite right, right? That like our t- culture is just not quite right. This workshop on September 22nd and 23rd would be a great next step for you to build a team that outlasts the external turbulence, lots of external turbulence, but you'll need to define and develop a culture that attracts and retains the best talent. Because guys, your team members are considering whether they're staying or not. Let's be real honest. There are crazy statistics about the great resignation and how people are moving around or considering a move. And guys, you need to keep great team members. You need to retain great talent. And so the culture workshop is designed to help you define that culture that you aspire to, that culture that you want, and then help you put it into a process that makes it a part of your organizational system and helps it become a key part of your culture. It's a two-day interactive online experience where myself and some of our Foresight Culture coaches will walk you through the process, give you some real-time coaching and feedback, and equip you to build an extraordinary culture. So uh, that is September 22nd and 23rd. Spaces are limited because we keep that interactive component to it. And so go to getforesight.com. It's right on the top navigation bar there that you can click on that, get all the details and get registered because we would really love to see thriving and healthy cultures where teams are aligned and working effectively together to achieve your mission. And so if we can help you with that, we would love for you to join us. Enough about that. Let's hear from Ed Ali Jr. My name is Ed Ali, and I serve as one of the pastors at Willow Creek Community Church in Chicago and the Chicagoland area. And I want to just share with you a few moments about some things that I've been learning as it pertains to change. And how does change impact a culture? And frankly, how do you as a leader impact the culture? But before going too far, let me just share a little bit about the road that I've been on. In nonprofit and the church community, I've had the privilege to lead significant organizational change for the last 25 years. It's really a calling, if you will, that's found me uh, more than something that I sought out. Um, But I enjoy building teams. I enjoy connecting with people. But I never thought that God would use trauma and change to be the vehicle to do that. So I want to just acknowledge up front something that many of the speakers have already acknowledged. Change is hard, but I believe change is one of the greatest opportunities that we can receive as leaders. In Mark chapter two, 
there's this amazing um, interaction that happens with Jesus and these four men that bring a paralytic uh, to him to be healed. But in the course of the conversation, there's a little nugget that we find in the text. It says that Jesus, because of their faith, chose to forgive the paralytic sins and then later to actually heal him. And I thought to myself, compassion, what is the role that compassion plays in changing the atmosphere of teens and culture? And so I want to share these five takeaways uh, with you uh, today. First and foremost, as a leader, you need to embody the change that you desire. You need to embody the change that you desire. Leaders go first. Uh, For me, I park far away from the entry of the church every week, regardless of the season. Why is that? It's because a mentor taught me that leaders take the walk. I'm modeling something that others begin to take and they begin to embody. It's not something that's said. Some things are caught more than taught, but you need to embody the change. But the other thing that I'm learning about change in culture is the opportunity of empathy. See, empathy is the window to trust. Everybody wants to talk about trust and and how you need to do things to earn my trust. But newsflash, you don't earn someone's trust. As a team member, you extend trust. This is something that I think is a profound insight, but how you communicate change is significant. Because if you don't do it with an empathetic heart, if you don't do it with an empathetic mind, then the change that you're trying to produce or the change that you're trying to bring will not be heard. I love um, this definition of empathy, and I want to just share it with you. Um, The ability to recognize, understand, and share the thoughts and feelings of another person. See, doing so is critical for establishing relationships. It's critical for facilitating culture and even establishing compassion for another. Daniel Goldman and Paul Ekman, uh, renowned uh, researchers, uh, in their work recently, they outlined three different types of empathy. Some of you may be aware of it, but uh, it's interesting that they talk about cognitive, emotional, and compassionate empathy. For cognitive, it is simply knowing how the other person feels and what they might be thinking. Emotional empathy is when you feel physically along with another person as though their emotions were contagious. I love the example I heard recently of when you slam your hand in a car door, you jump and your entire body responds. But the only thing that really was slammed in the door were your fingers. But it's interesting, your whole body reacts and connects with the pain that your hand experienced. One of the things I've learned about leading change and leading change in particular in the context of nonprofits and churches is oftentimes it's connected to or a part of pain. So if people don't understand that you feel what they've experienced, 
It's very difficult then for you to be able to introduce something that is a new idea or something that would tra- um, translate their reality. So why, why is this important? Well, it leads us to that third element of empathy, which is compassionate. Listen to the definition. With this kind of empathy, we not only understand a person's predicament and feel with them, but are spontaneously moved to help if needed. See, it's not enough just to know that I'm hurting. It's not enough to cognitively connect with my pain. But at some level, as a leader, people want to know that you will get involved in their situation and that you will actually help bring about the change that they so desire. I remember my dad telling me uh, years ago, he said, Ed, a leader without followers is just a man out taking a walk. You don't want to be that type of leader. You want to be a leader that people come with you and get this, you bring people with you. I love making the people around me the hero so that they shine because as they shine, I can get a chance to also enjoy the growth, the progress, and the change that we brought together. Which brings us to our next takeaway. Number four is build the right team. There's nothing worse than leading change and having the wrong team. It's interesting to listen to people when they talk about uh, the situations that they experience and you ask the question, how long have you been on the team? Oh, I've been here for four years. I've been here for six years. I've been here for 10 years, 16 years. Newsflash, if you've been on a team for more than two years, you are part of the problem and you can also be a part of the solution. Build the right team. Know who the individuals are that are going to help facilitate the change that you desire. This is a hard thing because oftentimes leaders want to choose people who are like themselves. But I'm here to tell you and submit to you that the greatest change that I've experienced as a leader is when I build teams who are different than me, different personalities, different giftings, different strengths and weaknesses. Why? Because when we all come together, something amazing happens. Which leads to our final takeaway today is to use rituals to reinforce your why. For me, there's no greater ritual in leading change than telling stories and sharing wins. Every week when we gather together for our staff team meeting, we begin the same way after prayer is sharing our wins. Where did we see God at work over the last week? Who are people on our staff team that we can celebrate amazing things that they're doing? Why? It's because when we're reminded of why we do what we do, the change becomes personal. It's rituals that also begin to shape and change our behavior. So there's so much um, that I could share about this topic, um, but I know that my life has been changed as a leader as I've leaned into incredibly difficult situations 
And in the midst of those difficult situations, I find out that I don't have what it needs and what the situation needs to change. But I know that I can create teams who rely on God, who rely on one another, and who rely on the talents and strengths that he's given them to be able to create the change that makes a difference. Thank you for listening to the Jenny Katrin Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions, please email Jenny at podcast at get the number four site.com. If this content has helped you in any way, we would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and on social networks. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing content coming from the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast. Your comments mean the world to us, so please rate and leave comments on our podcast. And remember, you need foresight for success. We will see you next time.